Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, hosting Loving That Sports Talk, and I'm a co-host, Terry Jackson. How you doing, Pete? I'm here. How you doing, love? Good. How you doing today? Good. Well, Terry, we're going to have a great show today. we got some good guests that are supposed to call in today. And we're going to dispute the little T-Bow. And then I'm going to let you get in what you said you were going to get in last time, talking about my Eagles. So if you want to go ahead and give some of my Eagles, go ahead. I'm going to let you do it this time. But, you know, Terry, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And I'd just like to say, um, I have a question for you. What's one thing that you tell the listeners out there you think for well, there's there's nothing that says uh, Thanksgiving like family and and being around uh, friends and family and uh, you know people that you care about and that you keep and hold close. And uh, I encourage everybody to invite someone to their home and and make them welcome who may not have uh, have a place to be during Thanksgiving. I just like to say I'm thankful for you know just family. You know, being home for family for the Thanksgiving, and just thankful for my daughter, you know, that she's doing great. She got great people out there like you guys to so, um, look out for her. And, and I'm thankful for friends that I, you know, what we have, Terry, and, you know, all the other friends that, you know, we know and what we do. Absolutely. So, it's really nice Thanksgiving, and, you know, and when you look on Thanksgiving, look on more than just that day. You look on further on and be thankful of just being around in life. Well, Terry, we're going to have a great show. We're going to have uh, a call with Galen Thaxon. You know, last show that we did with Galen, he kind of was on us about Tebow, so he's calling in to give us a little more riffraff about Tebow. So <laughs> since we waiting on Galen to call in, let's talk about it. You know, I think me and you had a little thing about that, so you want to start off, because I think Tebow is just not the quarterback of the, for the NFL. You know, and we debate that, that but there's something about it. Everybody keeps saying He's winning. Is that true? Well, what do you consider a winner? I mean, yeah, he's won some games, but I, I guess you could, I guess you could consider him a winner. Um, I just don't think that his type of play and his style of play is going to last very long in the NFL. And you know, I mean, it's new to some teams this this new option thing that they're doing. 
love, and you know that Miami did this what last year, year before last, and they had those two great running backs, and and they started that wildcat thing, and and they ran that for a while, and they were successful. But I think it was because it was new, and it just takes teams a little while to adjust. And I just don't know how far this is going to go. Uh, Tebow's got to be able to use his arm, and I don't think that anybody that is listening or that knows anything about football. Uh, commentators realize that he cannot use his arm. He, he's not a very accurate quarterback. Uh, I, I honestly don't think he can make make all the throws, and and uh, I just don't think it's going to be going very far. Now, yeah. Now, before you said that, you know, we're gonna when I get through saying it, we're gonna um, um, put our list in. But um, I call it, but. I, I keep saying that there's a certain thing you have to do in the NFL. Everybody keeps saying you're a winner. We know when you get to the NFL, you're a winner. We know you want to win. But it's the point of, are you going to help that team win? And I call her right now, Galen Thatcher. Are you there, Galen? I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, Galen, me and Terry were waiting for you. We were <laughs> waiting for you. We talked about this all week, trying to wait for you to call. By fact, Terry, we'll call each other three, two in the morning, you know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this Tebow thing, I mean, we're going to get this right now. We're going to get this out right now. We're going to get it going, and we're going to figure it out. You keep talking about he's a winner and he's a quarterback. All the other sports now, so me, Terry, everybody, he's not a quarterback. What? But he's a winner. I'll give you that, but he's not a quarterback, right? Well, again, I go back to the same thing that we talked about last time. I mean, he is, he's a, what, six games? eight games or whatever into his career right now. Now, granted, you know, he, he doesn't throw the ball effectively right now, okay? But if, if, you, if you remember when we were kids, we used to watch Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton wasn't a very good thrower either, but he was a winner. He took the Minnesota Vikings to four Super Bowls. He didn't win them, but he took them there. And he was a running quarterback, sort of like Tebow, and Elway himself was a running quarterback initially when he came to the league. He had a strong gun for an arm. I watched him as a kid. And he has worse, he had worse numbers than Tebow has right now. So, again, it's a small sample. He, he's getting better. John Elway even said that himself. But his third down number, John Elway said that they're not good. They're not good. And for a young quarterback, that's going to be, that's going to be the case. If you look at John Elway's, third down numbers, they're probably not real good when he first got into the league. But as you, you know, the maturation process is a long time, as we discussed before. I'm not saying he's a quarterback, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying, we, the time, you know, two weeks, five weeks is not a good sample period to, 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 to judge a quarterback. So, so you still not made the point, Gabriel. Is he the quarterback that's going to take them, lead them to a Super Bowl? You talk about if you give him the time. So what you're saying is if you give Tebow a year, this year and next year, he's going to be that quarterback. He very may well take him to the playoffs when the season was lost before he stepped in there. That division, though, Kayla. It doesn't matter if it's division. It's winning. He's winning. Okay? Who cares? Well, just like Al Davis says, just win, baby. He don't say... Uh, win if you have a good quarterback and a good defense and a good running back. He said, just win. And you win with any way you can in the NFL because that's what it's about. It's about winning. And if he if he takes them to the Super Bowl, what do you do? Well, well that's different because... If he takes them to the playoffs, what do you do with somebody like that? 
Yeah. Taylor, can I ask you a question? Sure. Do you think that the the front office in Denver think that this is going to last? I don't think they do. I don't think nobody thinks this, that what the way he's playing is sustainable. Okay. Right. But that including me, Galen. That, including me on that. Huh? What, what that means is that people are going to figure him out. Right. Okay? They're going to figure out the plays they call it, and then they're going to call plays to stop those particular things. But well, that remains to be seen. They keep coming up with the wild card, how it ran its course, and so forth and so on. But you know, the one thing that's also been the reason why Denver's winning is their defense is playing a lot better, and they've played against some offenses that haven't been that effective. But yeah. well, their defense has been playing outstanding. Yeah, uh, I was very impressed really last well. week. I mean, you know, uh, Von Miller was a great draft choice. He's a he's a player. Yeah. But my point is, is that they're what four and one under. Tebow, the the thing about it, you guys got to understand. I don't know how much other coverage you guys get there. I live, you know, two hours from Denver, and I live in Denver on the weekends. I'm telling you, those guys in the locker room believe in Tebow. Von Miller says it. Bailey, those are your leaders on your defense. They believe in Tebow. <laughs> There's something going on there. Okay, they believe in him. They believe yeah, that he's going to make the, the NFL network. And so they play hard. They run through the wall for him. Yeah. Okay. And so that affects the whole team. So there is a Tebow factor that not only affects the offense, it affects the defense because they want to go out there and spill their guts for him as well because they believe in him. I know Primetime was believing in him. I know Marshall Falk was believing in him. I know <laughs> Yeah. I know number eighty eight was believing in him last Thursday. Last Thursday um, they were. They were like, Man, I'm tired of it. And most of the people, his harshest critics are former players such as James Loving. Uh, and all those guys that you talked about right there, they were his harshest critics because uh-huh. it's different from what they're used to. And right. just because something different is different doesn't make it bad. Just because it's different from the way you did it doesn't make it bad. It's just different. And so if he continues to win, what are people going to do? What is the front office of the Denver Broncos going to do if Tebow takes them to a playoff game? That's what I want to know. How can you say, okay, get out, we're going to start all over again with a rookie quarterback, and that quarterback's going to come in there with the most pressure on him. He may not be able to succeed just from that pressure alone. Mm-hmm. You know? Taylor, I am not sure what you are. I couldn't wait for you to let me talk. <laughs> I, I love this, though, Gaylor. I love it, boy. <laughs> I wish when I came down there and visited you, we had more time. But, Gaylor, tell me this. If, tell me if I'm wrong for saying this. Every quarterback, when the starting quarterback I heard, the quarterback that came in, they, they always win because the team wanted something different, like what you said. But then after that, it started to fizzle out, and then they found out they're not a great quarterback. Am I right? Has that not happened in the NFL? Every quarterback that came in. Am I right? Yeah, yeah sometimes that, that does happen. I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes people are second-string quarterbacks for a reason, okay? But, you know, we got a small sample, and the sample is five games. The guy is 4-1. Okay, anybody can step in and win one game, but to keep on winning and winning in under pressure situations, they said they couldn't beat uh, the Jets last week. Okay, and now all of a sudden the Jets are, are no good. They've been in the AFC Championship game the last two years, but all of a sudden they're no good. Okay, so now because Tebow beat them. Okay, so you can say what you want to. The Jets are notoriously good defense. Now, if you look at it, let's let's take an evaluation of the game last week. Who was the worst quarterback in that game? Mark Sanchez. Okay, thank you very much. 
right? Because, but because of the Tebow factor, they're still talking about Tebow. He won the game. Mark Sanchez was horrible in that game. He was, I, I would almost say, better say he was less accurate than, uh, than Tebow. Yeah, but if, if Denver lost this game, tell me right, they've been talking about Tebow, the way his pass has never got to the receiver. His pass was so horrible. Wouldn't they have been talking about that, right? Well, they're still talking about it. I mean, some of those passes just weren't good passes, but when it counted, right. what happened? When it counted, he completed two passes, and he ran for a whole bunch of yards and a touchdown. That's all that matters. What does Sanchez do? He's a young quarterback, and they're still talking about how young he is. And the thing about it, he's older. He's got more experience than, uh, than Tebow, right? And his team actually believes in him. And Rex Ryan has gone on record several times saying that that's their future of the quarter of, of the that's their quarterback of the future. But and he's he's struggling. What happened? What I think happened was when he threw those two passes that were completed, they were bad passes. He threw two bad he completed two bad passes. But what he had on his side was his teammates wanting him to succeed. Uh, that kid is bringing them guys together, and he's getting them to buy into what he's selling. Uh, regardless on whether he can throw the football or not, he's a great kid. He seems to be doing great for that team. And at this point in time, I think his team is buying into what he's selling. And what can you do? What can you say? You can't say nothing when you're winning. Another thing is that it's just a, it's just a, a or there's just something going on there, and and can't nobody put their hand on it. The the the, the tractors can't put their finger on it, and neither can the supporters of Tebow. Yep. It's just happening, you know. Well, what we gotta do is we gotta go to a break, and when we come back, Gavin, we're gonna talk about different quarterbacks in the league that you can um, kind of. Um, I don't know what I'm trying to use. We're trying to say that which we can even up to say. It's not better than Tebow, so we'll be right back with um, going guest Gator Texas and co-host Terry Jack. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. What does building a family mean to you? Nobody has experienced the pain and joy of family life in a way that Freddie Scott has. And his experiences in life, in sports, and business can help you create a successful family future. We'll cover many aspects of family building and management with a focus on fatherhood. Men and women want their families to succeed during these tough times. Our show will give you hope for the future and practical tools for a successful family. Tune in to the Freddie Scott Show, tackling the game of life, Mondays at Noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. 
Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Lundback, host of Loving That Sports Talk with my guest, Kaylin Thaxton, and co-host, Terry Jackson. Okay, before we went on break, and while we was off break, we was talking about, you know, as Tebow was a winner. He is a winner. But I want to get back and we talk about different quarterbacks. Let's try and let's analyze all this and see what you think and what you think, Terry. Now, you say in a pressure situation, he wins the game, right? That's correct. He comes through. Now, tell me about what you think of Tony Romo. Because in a pressure situation, you know I had to throw him in there. In a pressure situation, he seems to lose the game. So, Basically, he's not a quarterback for the NFL, right? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying Tony Romo is a good quarterback. I mean, he put, he plays under a microscope in uh, in Dallas, you know, and so everything he does, every mistake he makes is amplified, you know. But I would say that, you know, he's got to pay his dues just like the other quarterbacks. If you remember um, Peyton Manning, he, had, he lost a lot of playoff games before he actually won something, and so he had to pay his dues. And so this is what Romo has to do. I mean, it takes a whole team in the NFL. Come on. Quarterbacks, you know, they're, they're a big part of that, but you need a good defense. All right? You need some playmakers around you. And, and so it's a whole team effort. But a poor quarterback plays a big role in that. And so uh, Tony Romo needs to pay his dues like the other quarterbacks, and, and, and he'll get there. What do you think, Terry? you think Tony will get there, or this is the end for him? No, I think he'll get there, and I I don't think there's going to be an end for him for a while. I mean, he's he's their quarterback, um, and uh, you know he he he's got to go through the motions like everybody else does, uh, just like Galen said. But you know, and it's easy to say, and and I love when he interviews because he's so calm and and he talks uh, very professional about it. Uh, even the comment when uh, what Deion Sanders made about him, uh, he was absolutely right. But the thing about it is, is that it is a team game, and that's what people have to remember. And it doesn't matter what quarterback you're talking about. Uh, your receivers have to come and help you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you ain't going to make every pass. Every pass is not going to be on the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you just, you know, you, you got to call it and say, okay, I'm going I'm to help my guy out. We're going to make this happen. So I think Tony Romo will be there for a while. You know, I'm Terry Gaither. You know, why don't you guys ask this question for me? You have Thibault. Tony, and then you have Sanchez. If you have the owners and the coaches talk about this quarterback can be grateful, what do that do for that player? Because John Elway say he don't know this is a quarterback. Rex Ryan sitting there putting 
putting in Burnell, talking about Fetchett throwing games away. Then you got Tony Romo where the, the coach won't even let him throw in the red zone. That had no trust in him. What does that say help that for the players, Derek? Or Gaylord? Well, first of all, I mean, you're in a professional sport, so you, I mean, you can't be all sensitive, you know, which quarterbacks are. But you can't be take all those things personally. Okay, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta work your way through them. I mean, you gotta prove to that GM or to that coach or to the fans that you are good enough by your play on the field. Okay, and um, you gotta. In, in NFL, they make large investments in these players, and so they have to let it play out. And so, you know, I mean. Even though those things are being said about you, sometimes it's not even the coaches or the uh, GM, you know, or the player personnel guy. It just may be the fans just don't like you, like with Kyle Orton. Uh, you know, those things you got to take with a grain of salt, and you got to move forward, and you got to try to, you know, to uh, perform under pressure. And once you do get over that mountaintop, you get to the Brady's, and you get to the Rogers, and you get to uh, Drew Brees's, then. People can't doubt. I mean, even Eli, he won a Super Bowl, but they're still questioning him, you know. So, hey, it's just part of the position. It's part of the game. And so what you're saying is that's okay when the coach or general manager come out and says this quarterback might be the future quarterback for us? Hey, if that's the way they feel, I mean, you know, I, I don't see. I mean, if, that's the, if you're going to be that sensitive and you're playing in the NFL, you probably shouldn't be there in the first place. Yeah, that's like Ryan Leaf. That's a Ryan Leafish thing. He shouldn't have never been there. You know, that's Ryan Leaf. If he, if they're that sensitive, then I don't think they need to be a quarterback in the NFL. Okay, then what was the scenario with Donovan right now when he was with Washington Redskins? He, I mean, the coach pulls him two minutes. You know, when they need to come down score and put in somebody that ain't been practicing, what was that? You know. Well, I say take a look at that organization. Take a look at that organization and, and look at what they're doing now. I think that speaks volumes for for uh, Mike Shanahan in that whole situation. I would agree with uh, Terry. I, I mean, you know what? There's so, there's such thing as people paying their dues, and you know, I don't understand why he he's getting treated the way he's getting. He's been a very successful quarterback in the past, but people have always had this uh, perception of Donovan McNabb, whether it be true or not. Uh, but I think it's unfair the way Shanahan treated uh, uh, McNabb in Washington. It was it was uncalled for, especially a veteran, a proven veteran, a guy that's played in the Super Bowl that took his team to several division championship games, and then for them to treat him like that, it just to me was very it was disgusting. You think that he should have came out and said something? I mean, because everybody kept saying, "Oh, he's too light. He won't say no. He's too soft." Should have spoke up. You think so? What would it? What would, what would it have changed? I don't think it would have changed anything. Um, Donovan McNabb's personality isn't like that. I mean, he he's a heck of a nice guy. Um, number one, uh, even even from the start when 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 he started having issues with To and Philly, okay, he didn't uh, he didn't get into the riffraff. That's not his character. He doesn't do that. Um, Donovan McNabb, I think he's one of those type of players that his his record and his accomplishments are going to speak for themselves, and, and and I like that about him. But I don't think him speaking up would have changed anything. I, I agree. I think that's just not his personality. Go ahead, 
You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I don't like the way they handle that. See, there's sometimes that you handle things incorrectly in, in the front office, and I think that's one of, or with coaches, and I was one of those situations where I think they were totally in the wrong, that, that organization was in the wrong, the way they did them. Uh, and that's, that's my personal opinion on it, you know. Uh, so, I mean, they wouldn't have done a, another quarterback like that, especially someone with that uh, resume. They wouldn't have done like that, so. Yeah, and, and like you said, but still, uh, being a veteran and knowing Donald, you know, he surely spoke up and said, hey, you know, I'm not going to just sit back because you're not a rookie, you know, like doing stupid things like um, Deshaun Jackson, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a point where you, you're a veteran, you can speak up and say, hey, you know, coach or your your boss that you work at a job, that things ain't going, and I think it's wrong. I think for people in the know and know NFL football and understand it, they know Shanahan was wrong, you know. Uh, he was just wrong on that. Let's talk about Deshaun Jackson for a minute, love, if we oh, can. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you a question? <laughs> what is wrong with him? You know, maybe I'm wrong with this, um, Terrell Gator, but my thing on it, everybody's sitting here um, mad at him and talking about, oh, he's running things, what he's doing. That's what the NFL is, is showtime. And that's all it became. And it became, now it's like when they started off with a uh, guy score a touchdown, the dancers. Then when T.O. brought out the Sharpie. Then the guy hit the tel- cell phone for um, um, the Ram. It's about show. And that's what he's doing. You know, I see making kiss. He's trying just that he's so, you know, on the spotlight and everything he's doing, everybody criticizes him because but he's a ball player, he's a winner, am I right? No. No. Let's go back to uh let let's go back to the beginning. Now, yeah, there was the Sharpies and there was the standing on the star and the dances. But the NFL has curbed that. They're saying, Hold on, let's cut this down. Let's these are the rules that we're gonna play in between. Why does Deshaun Jackson seem to always have to go outside the rules. Gaylord? Here's the way I feel about that whole situation. There's such a thing as celebration, right? Okay, I don't mind celebration. You can do all that stuff you want want within the framework and the rules of the game. But see, in that situation last weekend, he cost his team the game by being selfish. There's such a thing as being selfish, and there's a such thing as being doing a celebration. For he knows by doing that and taunting them people on the sideline that he was going to get that. And so uh, he was way out, out of bounds with that whole celebration thing. He didn't even get a touchdown. Not only out of bounds, he was so disrespectful. Yeah. The most disrespectful thing that you could do to a coach on an opposing team is to toss the ball at him. You flip a, That is not a celebration. That is showing somebody up, and that, that's totally different than a Sharpie, a cell phone, and all those other things. Totally uncalled for. I think y'all looking at it wrong, Terry Gator. Oh my goodness, love! Come on, man. I'm not. I'm not the the Sean Jackson fan, but I think what he was doing, he was so pumped to get the team all riled up again. And you know, you overreact sometimes. Come on, guy. You know, you do certain things. You overreact when you're all pumped up. And I think you know he wasn't. You know, trying to disrespect the coach or no like, but he was so pumped up to get his team going. Kind of ball made a great run on it. So. That's not a celebration. That's just getting all hyped up. And, and Love, that's he didn't what do, I think he y'all did nothing for his team. He didn't do anything for his team. That was all about Deshaun Jackson, okay? That's what it was. That, that's selfish, and, and, and it hurt his team. That's right. Let's talk about Barry Sanders, one of the greatest running backs of all time. 
Did you ever see anything like that from him? Could you even imagine him doing anything like that? Absolutely not. And, right. and, 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 and he retired way before Doof and is now, you know, in Canton, and he could have played five or six more years. But each player has different characters. You can't just say just because Barry... Barry was quiet. You can't say just, you know, look at, look at T.O. He, he gets society to do things. Different players do different things, you know. Okay. With the one receiver for Indianapolis, Marvin Harrison, he never even talked back nothing. He's the most quiet guy. You know, different characters, guys do different things, you know. Quick question, love. Where's T.O. at right now? Well, he's not playing because <laughs> off the, I mean, locker room thing. But and that's the same table, place you Sean Jackson's going to be if he keeps it up. Well, like T.O. celebrations, they were you know they they weren't that much outside the line. They was when there was a touchdown, he could celebrate on his own in the NFL. You can't bring a whole group of people in there, but he could celebrate and do what he's you know do his own celebration. So you know some of his stuff was pretty creative. What Deshaun Jackson did was a personal foul. We all are pumped up when we get personal fouls. All right, we all are excited and all that stuff. So when we get personal fouls, we all are excited. His was way out of bounds at a crucial time in the game, and it was all about the Sean Jackson and his contract and all this kind of stuff. You go out there, you compete, you try to make, help your team to win. You make a touchdown, you do all the celebrating you want to within the context, framework, and rules of the game. But once you step outside, especially of the team that's struggling to get wins right now, you can't do what he did. Well, you know what? We're going to take another break. We'll come out. We're going to still talk about that because that's something good because I don't agree with you and Terry Gaddis. So this is Jackson. <laughs> I'll be again. Fourth off. And my disagreeing guests, Galen and Terry Jackson, go <laughs> right back. <laughs> Flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. 
If you're looking for a radio show about boxing, you usually can't find one until you stop by the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to Outside the Ring with former world lightweight champion and U.S. Olympian David Diaz. We'll deliver the knockout punches with our guests as we go inside the minds of today's top fighters. We'll throw in discussion of other sports as well from time to time. Outside the Ring with David Diaz airs every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time noon pacific on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, my host of Loving That Sports Talk. And I got Galen Texas, my guest on the line, and um, Terry Jackson, co-host. You know what, Galen and Terry, since y'all came up on me, I brought in a special guest. You keep talking about Galen, I need to think outside the receiver box. So what I did, I got a receiver on here. Sean Williams, are you there? Hey, what's going on, you love doctor? <laughs> what's up, Sean? <laughs> what's going on, Galen? What's up, Terry? How you doing, Wiggs? Hey, I'm just calling to see what's going on with you guys. What's happening? <laughs> Just want to hear them about this Sean Jackson. Terry and Gavin about what he did was wrong. All that is is celebration. Is there anything wrong with receiver? Celebrate. Now say that again. I couldn't hear you. Is there anything wrong with a receiver? Celebrate like just Sean Jackson did Sunday his um, Sunday game. Well, I didn't get a chance to see that celebration, but uh, you know, I think celebration is okay as long as you do it, you know, with with your reasonable um, action. Oh, there you, know. you go. There you go, love. You hear this? That Sean know what he's talking about. He's a receiver, too. He's thinking outside that receiver box. You need to go there. Hey, Sean, here's a quick question for you. Did you ever, after you made a good play or scored a touchdown or anything like that, did you ever go to the opposing sideline and toss a ball at one of the coaches? No, no, okay. no, no. Do you think that is outside that, the box? That would been a- a major penalty back then when I played not a long, long time ago. <laughs> well, it was a major but, uh, penalty back here last week, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, no, I think that's very unnecessary. Unnecessary, yeah. <laughs> what did you guys get to you before I get to you? You're on this side, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you saying, love? You saying that's okay? It's okay. I mean, all he did was get the team pumped up. They was, they was offense wasn't doing so good, so he made a great play. I mean, um, thing and then he just kind of team pumped up and it just kind of looked with more than what he thought. I was thinking that was wrong with that. Well, I didn't see the play, so I I, I gotta you know uh, I gotta wait and and, and see what he exactly what he did. You know. Hey, well, uh, I'll tell you like this. Based on what Terry just said, I don't think that's necessary to to taunt, especially a coach you was in, Terry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's very inappropriate. I would I would have to have to say what on that. What you saying, Galen? I, I was saying that it, it, it wasn't even a touchdown celebration. It was a play to the sideline. Okay, okay. And so he flipped the ball at the coach. You know, it wasn't a celebration. It was to show somebody up like he had made this big, big old play. It wasn't that big of a play because it wasn't even a touchdown. 
Right, right. Well, the problem with that is, you know, once that thing starts, then everybody starts doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just not a that's just not a good. It's it's not good for the league. You know. Oh, before we get you off the line, Sean, I know you only got a few minutes, but thanks for calling. But tell us a little bit of me talk. You know, about what you think of Tebow. Please, Sean. Please, please. <laughs> Timothy Tebow. Well, first of all, to get this straight, I am not a Broncos fan by any means. <laughs> Let's get that part straight, okay? Yeah. But you know. I do like Tim Tebow so far. And what I like about him, I like uh, his style of play. I mean, his, his, um, um, what he brings to the game as far as uh, leadership, you know. He's not your ideal pro NFL quarterback right now, you know. But um, I like the way he carries himself, you know. As a young man, as being a, um, a role model, you can tell he's a hard player. He's not flashy. He doesn't showboat. He just kind of goes out there and just gets the job done to the best of his ability. I think he's playing to the best of his ability right now, you know. And um, so that's that's what I think about Mr. Tebow. Right now, he's he's uh, doing the right things, and he has his teammates behind him. Yeah, you know. Dang, that sounds like an echo to what was going on here earlier. <laughs> well, I, I kind of thought so too, but. <laughs> uh, I'm very disappointed in you. you <laughs> they got to me first, huh? They got to me. Yeah, they got to you. <laughs> David must text you like he texts me, so yeah, he got to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for calling What's your take on him? Hello? Hello, I'm here. All right, well, thanks for calling in, Wig, and uh, have a good Thanksgiving. So you cut me off because I, I didn't say the right thing about Mr. Tebow? <laughs> <laughs> no, what I do, I'll send, I'll send an email over to Matt the engineer got a cut wig off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know one thing. You know, I got my clothing store here in Castle Army. I sell a lot of Tim Tebow jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that okay. game? Good talking to you guys. Good to hear from you, man. Y'all take it easy. Uh, you too. Happy to see All right. Same to you. Later. <laughs> Well, I guess that didn't work, huh, Galen Terry? Hey. <laughs> well, well you know, we, it is what it is. Uh, the guy's winning. He's a heck of a nice guy. Everybody likes him. Um, you know, and, and you, can't, you can't take that stuff away from him, which, you know, I don't think that you're trying to take it away from him. But at the same time, he has not developed as a quarterback as of yet. The Broncos are winning, and he has a great attitude, and he's got his team behind him. Um, do I think that Tebow is, 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 is going to be the throwing quarterback that John Elway was? Absolutely not. Um, do I think he's going to come close to that? I don't know. It's possible. It's possible they can teach that guy how to throw a ball. But the guy is winning, and he's a nice guy, and you can't help but like him. Nice guys don't make it in the NFL. I'm going to run all right, Jay. What'd you say? Nice guys don't make it in the NFL. Sure they do. Sure they do. Roger Starbeck made it. He's a nice guy. Love, well, you're a nice guy, aren't you? Yeah, uh, they, there's lots of nice guys in the NFL that make it, but, you know, there's some mean guys that make it too. So. <laughs> it's just, he, he, he's not nice when he's on the field because he's a killer on the field. He's Jay, killing so you people. Tell me, breaking well, you know, and Terry, when you ran over a uh, defensive back, Terry, you didn't look at him and stand over and get it. When you talk to him, are you going to stand over and celebrate? Come on. No, I, I did all of that, love, before I ever hit him, okay? I I had all of that muster into that hit, not afterwards, because it was already there. I didn't need to stand over that guy, okay? Every time I scored a touchdown, 
I hand the ball off to the referee. I celebrated with my team, but there was none of that high-stepping and jumping in the end zone and holding the ball behind your head or, or anything like that. That, that. that never happened. Again, once never. you hit somebody like that, you know, you don't need to celebrate. Because I was called the plays, I need to get back to the huddle and call my next play, get to get from the sideline. So I had time to be celebrating that stuff. <laughs> Never celebrate. Yeah, I know you. I watch you in college. I see you. I mean, I would, I'd be fired up and stuff, but I'm, I'm yeah. not showing nobody up. You know? That's I'm my like, key point. You get fired up, and that's all he was. Fired yeah, up. But you didn't see me getting flags fired up. You know, I, I wasn't going to penalize my team because it's selfishness. It's just trying to call attention to yourself instead of your team. And, uh, you know, it's, it's selfishness. I, I didn't go that route. Can that be a problem in the long run for him with that team? Yeah. there, there there's. I think there already is a problem. Yeah, me too. Because you can't tell me that uh, after that penalty and after those games, that game that they lost, uh, that he didn't get talked to about that. Uh, you got... Your other players sitting there seeing that gain, that large gain that, that, that would have had a great effect on um, on where that team may have went and him not be held responsible for that. Yeah, I think there is going to be a problem uh, long-term with that. Well, they, they ended up winning the game, didn't they? Yeah, they won the game. Yeah, they ended up winning the game, so, I mean... But still, I mean, he put him in a situation that made it much harder. I just, you know, I, I'm not a, I like Deshaun Jackson. He's a playmaker and all those things, but his attitude has definitely got to change. He's got to grow up. But isn't that the type of attitude we want in sports? I mean, that pumped up rah-rah, you know. You don't want nobody just sitting back and taking, you know. Isn't that what? That's kind of like a Dennis Rodman. But, that, love, you can have that attitude. You can have that kind of attitude, but you just have to be able to control it. That's right. You, you can't hurt your team by having that kind of an attitude. Right. You know? That's the thing. I mean, attitude is fine if you can have some type of boundaries with it, but when you step outside the line and it's costing your team, that type of attitude you just don't need. Yeah, but I know what you're saying with that, but I'm still going to disagree because that attitude pumps you. Like, look at Dennis Rodman. Sometimes they got penalties, and, and, but they still won with him, and they still got from that attitude, right? But, but I that thought right. I'm probably like, oh, he's crazy. He's hurting the team. But that and don't make that it right, was love. What's helping? Does that make sense? Yeah, but that don't make it right. I, I don't think that that's, that's helping the team. I think it's, it's not you know, it right, I, I'm having it along with Galen. I think that's all the sports was winning. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you compare him to Dennis Rodman because Dennis Rodman, he put everything into... Him playing. I mean, he play, he defended hard. He rebounded hard. He played to the nth degree on every play. And sometimes, yeah, he did get a little bit out of control. But he was always out there for the best of his team. You can't say that with Deshaun Jackson because he don't have a contract right now. He's mad about that, and I think that's affecting his play. And not only that, Rodman frustrated his the, his defenders. Oh yeah, you know, he he got Malone out of his game all the time. Yeah, that, that's what I think those antics were more about with Rodman than anything. And that's what that, that that helped out immensely. And, and that still goes back to what Deshaun did. I mean, yeah, he put the ball to coach and tell them, like, hey, you guys can't cover me, you know. You know that's what he was saying to him. Was that wrong? Yeah. It cost the team. It was wrong. How, how is that, though, Kevin? I mean, just like you just, 
talking to when you make a hard tackle. A guy, you know, you tell him, hey, don't come over here. Um, you know what I'm saying? I hear Ray, Ray Lewis say it all the time, you know, when they have him mic'd up, right? But that's that's different. That's during the play. That's during. I mean, you may talk a little bit. I mean, they allow some of that stuff, but he stepped over that boundary. Uh huh. We'll we'll take our last break. When we come back, Galen and Terry, we're gonna get y'all prediction. What team is is striving to go to the Super Bowl? Which team you think will get there and win it? So we'll be right back with my guest, Galen Saxon and Terry Jackson. I don't know what they're thinking about on this show, but hey, (laughs) (laughs) we'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports what's the national pastime in the u.s in the 21st century are you sure think again three out of four americans have made nfl football the true american pastime it's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world but how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes tune in to enter the league with eugene t lee esquire as your host eugene was the featured nfl agent in the espn acclaimed documentary the dotted line and now he takes his expertise to the voice america sports channel listen every thursday at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is Jay Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk with my guest Galen Thaxton and co-host Terry Jackson, which... I don't know. It wasn't a good Thanksgiving for me with these guys on the show today. <laughs> I don't know what they did. They just put a turkey on me, and then Sean Wiggins pulled a trick-or-treat on me. So. <laughs> I had all the holidays in the meat, but it's all right. I, I get it, you know. I had no friends. That's all right. Well, I got some positive stuff for you this next segment you might like, though. <laughs> all right, then. Well, here we go. I have a question, you know. I don't. I'm giving you my prediction. You guys give me your prediction for Super Bowl and what we think in the playoffs. As you know, guys know, 
when a team gets hot in the second half, that's a team that you look to that might get to the Super Bowl. Last year was Green Bay. This year, you know, I think the hot team will be at the Bear for the NFC. Who do you guys think? Go ahead, Terry. Well, I don't know as far as the Bears. Uh, the Bears are playing really good football right now. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm leaving some hope for my Cowboys. But I know that in order for my Cowboys to get there, we have to beat Philadelphia. Uh, Philly has beat everybody in the division at least one time. And uh, you told me that, love. So I, I agree with that. The Bears are playing really good. Uh, we can't forget uh, San Francisco's playing good. I, I know their their um, their division isn't all that tough, but they're they're not a bad team right now. And love, you think Green Bay can get beat? I don't know. I I, I agree, but I disagree. They're they are really clicking right now. Even when they play bad, they play good. I know the defense isn't all that strong, but. Uh, you can't count Green Bay out, man. They were there last year. They got the experience, and, and, and they're on a roll. Who do you think, Kayla? Well, you know, I like the Bears' defense for sure. Uh, their defense is tough, and so they're always going to have an opportunity to be in the game because of that defense. The only thing I don't like about the Bears is the quarterback situation. Now, I'm not sure if they picked up uh, Orton off of the waiver wires today. But I think that would be a good fit right there, and that would help them a lot. He actually was the one that helped get them to the Super Bowl uh, a couple years, a few years back. Uh, so, you know, it's under a dis- dis- different system with Mike Marks. But uh, uh, I think that, you know, they have a chance uh, to knock off uh, Green Bay if they can get their quarterback situation together. And then, I, I, you know, actually we're talking about hot teams. I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to get hot here I think they found a running back uh, defensively. They're playing a little bit better. And so uh, the quarterback is good, and, they, and they're getting a little oh, bit more healthy. Oh, what's, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're getting a little bit more healthy. <laughs> and so I'm thinking the Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco, like you guys said, Terry said, uh, they're playing pretty good right now. I'm not sure. We'll see this weekend as it relates to Alex Smith, if he can handle a top defense when they're playing the, the, the Baltimore, I mean, Baltimore, the, uh, the Colts. I mean, not the Colts, the uh, Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, let's see how he does against a defense like that before I, I make a decision on San Francisco. Well, Gavin, and when you and Terry talking, you didn't hear me call, you know, what I said, but I will let that go. <laughs> <laughs> because you heard it. And, and I know you don't like it, love, but it's true. And, and you got I, I called and said it twice. I know y'all heard it. But it's all right. <laughs> no, I mean, I like it. I mean, I don't like it. It's cold. Oh, bullshit kept coming in my throat. You know. <laughs> but we're going to leave that cold alone when I got Because <laughs> I know you and Terry heard me conference, you know. Yeah, but I'm just I saying, I mean, if you look at it. Now, AFC-wise, that's more up in the air than the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You start off, Gator. Who you think AFC? Then Terry. Then I'll. It's, it's a lot more difficult because I like the defenses. You know, I like Pittsburgh and I like um, the Ravens. Um, uh, New England offensively is excellent, but their defense just doesn't do it for me. So, in a, and you know, in a championship game or even in a, a semi, you know, the last four teams in the AFC, I don't know if they can get past a real good defense. Uh, and their defense is not playing good enough with New England. But, uh, you know, those would be my top three teams would be uh, 
Pittsburgh, uh, the Ravens, and New England. Yeah, and you got you've got. Uh, I mean, the Raiders and Bengals are, are coming along, but I just don't think is they're they're going to make much noise. Uh, we can't forget about those Texans um, because they're looking good too. But those four teams you just named, Galen, uh, Patriots, Ravens, Steelers, and Texas, the Steelers, they always have a great defense. Mm-hmm. And Roethlisberger, for some way, somehow, always ends up throwing a, a pass that I don't know where he pulled it from, but <laughs> it ends up making the play of the game. So the Steelers are always going to be there. And like I said, the Patriots' defense is is, is horrible. But who's going to outscore them? I mean, that's 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 the key. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want before I'm gonna, when I get to say what I want to say about the FC, I want to go back to what you said, Galen, about the Bears and Orton, because I, normally I've talked to Terry Bob, but you said something good, Galen. I want to go back and talk about, but in the AFC, I think you know I'm a Patriots. They can score scores like with me and Terry talk about Green Bay, but you got you got to find a defense that make that one play to stop them because you know Green Bay they can score it on like 38 points. They went at 37, 36. You know, some yeah. game. So they find that one team that could score like them. And that's what with the Patriots. Their defense is horrible. And Green Bay defense ain't that good, but they score and Tom Brady's scoring. So it's going to take that one team, like Terry Tate, it's going to be that Pittsburgh D that could stop them that one time. And, and Rossenberg was, they will score, would change that thing. But right now, everybody think, you know, the only thing should run through it. Yeah. So, but other than that, I think, you know, if nobody can figure out Tom Brady, I think they're going to uh, run through everybody. You know, that's my pick in the AFC. Who is that? The New England Patriots? New England, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that one. I'm only thing about the, the Col- I mean, the Ravens that I don't like is Flacco, to me, another young quarterback. He just does not do it for me, you know. He just doesn't do it. Unpredictable, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think. Well, well, back to what you said about the Bears with Orton. I talk, that might be a good pick for them because I think Cully is a is a gunho. You know, always want to throw the ball in there to the situation to get them in trouble. Orton is more uh, a, a passer that protects his ball. You know, cause I thought he did great for Denver. He was winning. I think the fans and them all on him what made him play bad. Do you agree with that? Well, I, I think what made him play bad was that I think defensive coordinators are not scared of Orton. He cannot effectively spread the field around. I mean, he can throw short passes accurately, but he cannot. He nobody's afraid of his arm deep, and so you know you can stack the line of scrimmage just like you can do against uh, 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 Tebow, but he can't run, and so he does. You know, he he's not he effective. A lot of sacks. Yeah, he's not the same. So. Um, I like Orton for them because they're they're familiar with them. He, he's he's been in that locker room. He's led them in that locker room, and and so I like him as a fit there, uh, better than the current quarterback they they have backing up. You know, going going into play this weekend. And I think Orton can go to to the Bears and and really shine because he's going to be out of that shadow, out of that out of that place where he feels that he's not wanted, and and good things could happen for him. You know. Um, it's all about a mindset, and I think if he's got a different mindset, who knows what that guy can do. Uh, absolutely. Uh, when, uh, the Texans I don't like 
make uh, going into the Super Bowl just because of their quarterback situation. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like them. And they don't have a good enough defense to carry them. So I just don't see the Texans doing anything. Well, Gary, we got three minutes left. And Terry, but before I want to real quick hit on everybody talk about Vince Young now taking over Michael Vick. You think that would be possible because of what Vince play? Everybody talk about he should take Mike because Mike been struggling. Do you guys think that should happen? Absolutely not. And I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I think that would be a bad move. Um, it, Michael Vick cannot take those hits like he's been taken. That's the thing that makes Mike Vick play bad. When he's protected, he does well. He can manage the game. He makes long throws. Um, and he can run. He can escape pressure. Uh, not that Vince Young can't, but I don't think it's, it's Michael Vick that's playing bad. It's Michael Vick not getting protected that's making Mike Vick play bad, if that makes any sense. Now, Vince Young did a heck of a job, and, and I think he did a great job, but uh, is he ready to lead that team and take over? Absolutely not. I'm going to have to echo what Terry said. And another thing, too, it's not even close to me, as I look at it, between Michael Vick and Vince Young. It's not even close. Michael Vick is a very good quarterback. His line is horrible. I'm going to tell you that right now. And so uh, he's getting hit and all those things. He's not even running as much. We're not even talking about Michael Vick running. We're talking about him getting hit in the pocket, you know. And I think he should start running like Tebow, if you ask me. Yeah, because because every time he runs, somebody has something bad to say about that, that he can't throw. So (laughs) he probably should start taking off. Yeah, shoot. Instead of him getting killed by these defensive linemen just teeing off on him. And anybody who says that that Vince Young should be in there, they got to be on drugs. You better have them pee in the cup. (laughs) Well, well, I got my music, so that's the end of the show. But we'd like to thank you, Galen Saxon, and have a great Thanksgiving. And tell your mama that I... You too. Uh, we, I want you back on everything to give us a T-Bow update. <laughs> All right. Hey, whenever you want me to, I'll come talk to you guys. Hey, well, Terry, you still have a lot of sense, man. Don't let him talk to you. <laughs> I'm on my own, brother. I'm on my own. I heard that. And thank you again, Terry Jackson, co-host of, host of Loving That Sports Talk. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.